0: Hello and welcome to A Pair of Dice loss podcasting channel, my name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller for the evening. On this episode, the boys deal with some car trouble and the girls go out to New Jersey to talk with a friend. Will Leonard and Liv ever make it up to Norway, Wisconsin? Or will they be given pine-scented graves out in Rhinelander? You'll have to listen to find out. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, Friendly Neighborhood Exalts, Episode 26, Cryptid Hunting. When we last left Leonard and Liv off, they had just, uh, gotten the promise from the Joneses to have a delivery made of 60 animatronic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and had also found a piece of orichalcum. With, uh, with your goodbyes said, unless, of course, you needed to talk to your parents about anything else, uh, Liv, you guys hit the road again in search for, uh, a mystical thing to help make Lenny his die-clave.
1: We gotta find them there Jotun.
2: Them there Jotun.
0: As as you guys are saying that, uh, Mr. Mr. Jones pipes up. Well, I mean, hmm. Oh, well, yeah, boys, uh, I was just thinking, you know, uh, well, if you're looking for some Jotuns, uh, you know, you might have some good luck out there in, uh, out there in Norway.
1: Do we have time to, Go to Norway.
0: Oh yeah, I mean it's only like six hours up the road. It's just a little bit north of here, near Iron Mountain.
2: No, it's there's not. the Norway, it's Wisconsin, the there. ocean.
0: There is in fact a Norway, Wisconsin. Indubitably.
2: Guess we're going to Norway, Wisconsin, then, son. So are we going to Norway or are we going to Wisconsin? Yes, going to Norway, Wisconsin.
1: Both. Got it. But we're already in Wisconsin, so. Are we just driving to the airport to go to Norway? Lenny, are we at a disco right now? Mr. Liv's dad?
0: Uh, yeah, son? Is this a disco? Uh, no, no, sir. No, 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 this is not the disco. I mean, it is Disco Wisconsin, but it's not the the disco. I should know. I used to be king of the disco back in my day. So that's why it's
1: disco, because this is where the disco king lives. It's, it's like your kid kingdom. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so after, I guess, three hours of explaining that Norway can also be in Wisconsin, Sounds you guys hit the road. That. It is as before it is as before a uh, slow and uh, kind of boring trip. Um, you guys have to go and uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to uh, fuss with the exact route that you guys take, but essentially you guys end up Going through, uh, uh, you guys, the, the, the scene kind of like fades out and then fades back in and you guys are, uh, just exiting Tomahawk, Wisconsin. As you guys are doing this, the sun is high in the air when it, uh, uh, suddenly the radio, uh, bursts on or had been on, but now, uh, starts switching, uh, stations and you begin hearing the telltale sound of Eurobeat.
1: Oh, it's time to start drifting.
0: That that cool thumping that gets your blood pumping and ready to go around corners at high speeds. Is,
1: is this payback for all of the uh, yee-haw lore we got in the other episode, Brendan?
0: Uh, it's something like that. Yeah. As As you guys try to adjust the radio, or don't, whatever you do, a familiar Honda Civic cre- uh, drifts around a corner. And begins to drive in the direction of, and begins to drive in the direction from Tomahawk towards Rhinelander, uh, Wisconsin.
2: Oh, you hey, got- that's uh, Mister J in the gang. Well, it just kind of like blinks a few times, tired, tired, and confused, and then keeps driving his car. I guess are they like running up on us or what?
0: They're uh, they basically drifted around behind you and then sped, sped forward. With
2: cool kids uh, i mean I guess i just keep driving they're doing some of my business
0: okay okay so you, you just keep driving another 15 minutes passes by and the same thing happens to the radio as the same car speeds by you all again and around a corner only to disappear out of eyesight well
2: what do you
0: uh do you think they're doing um could you guys give me a uh perception and awareness check on this one Oh, buddy.
1: That's a botch. Get it out of the way early, I guess. (laughs) Not a
2: damn thing. (laughs) All
0: right. Lenny, you're fairly certain that uh, that was definitely a different car, despite your own eidetic memory telling you that, uh, no, that was the same license plate.
1: My mind is telling me no.
0: You guys approach uh, the town of Rhinelander, uh, intending to get through it as a wintry fog suddenly comes down. And you find that the snowy but workable uh, roads of near Rhinelander, Wisconsin, have suddenly turned icy and dangerous. It's a couple days before New Year's which is when you all have a big party to attend. Did you all want to do any preparations before that? Do anything else before the vampire party?
3: I had plans to call uh, James Bond so that we could speak to the werewolves about the situation before we go talk to vampires.
0: Okay, okay, cool. Uh, I recall him giving you his number. Uh, You call, and it takes a little bit, but he does answer. Hey, uh, what's up?
3: So... Uh, you know how things have been weird lately?
0: Yeah, they've been real weird.
3: So, the thing down in the subway is set to... I don't know how, how to put it. Um, burst forth to its thing, however you want to phrase it, at a certain time. We're trying to get people together, allies together help us take them down now we've kind of got a meeting set up uh with some vampires but i know you said you have potential hookup with some werewolves we i know they don't mix well so i kind of want to talk to them about the situation if you can set us up for a meeting before new year's
0: uh, yeah, I can certainly do that. Why? What's what's the deal with New Year's?
3: We have a meeting with some vampires on New Year's that we can't really reschedule because fucking vampires. So we need to, to talk to the werewolves before we talk to the vampires because I know they're not going to want to get along, but we need to know where the werewolves would be with vampires potentially being involved.
0: Well, if y'all want to... If you all want to come out to the uh, to the uh, the Great Peace uh, Meadows. Uh, it's not too far outside of uh, it's not too far outside of New York.
3: Yeah, I think we can do that. Uh, do they have a preference on during the day at night, anything like that?
0: Oh, either works for them. Uh, they're not like uh, you know they don't really change with the moon. Like the moon's super important to them, but like they can just kind of do it whenever. Oh, make sure that you bring some toll money because it is technically in New Jersey.
3: Oh great, Jersey tolls, lovely.
0: Yeah, I won't. I wanted yeah. to warn you.
3: No, I appreciate it. We'll we'll bring some. uh, We'll bring some toll money. Maybe we'll see the Jersey Devil, and Marcy will be all excited. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I assume she just gets the the address from him and sets up a time. Probably, I don't know how long it would take us to drive it out there. I'd have to sit and actually figure it out. Forty minutes. Okay, then sending it for one o'clock.
0: You guys go out and, uh, drive there. Traffic is traffic, you know? It's New York traffic, and then it's not. <laughs> you guys get into New Jersey and, you know, have to pay a, a an obscene amount of tolls, but hey, that's that's Jersey for you. And then finally, you guys make it to Great Peace Meadows. Great Peace Meadows is a scenic nature reserve with uh, swampland, hiking, and fishing areas. As you guys park the car, uh, you can see, uh, A man in a suit is uh, waiting there for you, Uh, Cass. You recognize him as James Bond, and uh, Marcy, you've never. This man looks familiar, but you've never seen him before in your life. Like he's got got a very, uh, he's got a very familiar aura to him, but who knows?
3: I did say we. I didn't say I. So I did tell him we is in plural.
0: Yeah, no, that's why he's not uh, warping.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to. To make that very clear.
4: Oh, okay. I'm putting... I'm out of character putting pieces together. I got that now. I didn't... I didn't realize, like, who this was when you called him James Bond, because I forgot that that's what his name was. That's fine. Sidereal magic working already.
0: Hey yeah, ladies. Uh, so you're here to meet the, uh... The, uh... I guess they call themselves, like, a Like a crew or a pack or something?
3: Whatever works best for them. Uh, Um...
0: I'm still getting the... I'm still getting the hang of it. Uh...
3: This is my friend Marcy, since you guys haven't really met.
0: Nice to meet you, Marcy. I'm, uh, uh, well, my code name is James Bond. Let's not worry about real names here.
4: Marcy's going to put her hand up and wave with a smile. And, uh, hi, I'm Marcy. Um, also, if you don't want me to know or care about what your real name is, you should have just introduced yourself as James Bond.
0: Like I said, still getting used to this. You guys have had a little bit more experience than me.
4: We'll just leave it this at whole that. Time, Marcy's, this whole time, Marcy's just got a polite, friendly smile.
3: So, uh, your associates.
0: Yes, yes, the, the pack. Um, we're gonna go, uh, so I'm, I'm not gonna be able to introduce you, but there is a guy named Hogan who can introduce you. He's a little bit up the, he's a little bit up the way. He's a little bit more of a burly, woodsy kind of guy. And he kind of, he kind of winks at Cass.
3: Got it. All right. Like,
0: like like keep up the charade.
3: Okay. We can go, uh, we can go meet Hogan. Uh, Just up the way you said.
0: Yeah. Just up the way he's, he's my, uh, my, my contact with the local pack.
3: Okay. Sounds good.
0: Uh, Tyler, if you could give me a uh, dex and drive roll, please.
2: Oh, no.
3: Please tell me somebody else has dots and drive besides me.
2: I not only have dots and drive, I also have Excellent and drive. You know, I could willpower this, but I don't think I'm gonna.
0: Did everybody besides the one person who has an excuse to have a car... Hey, I failed. Oh, boy! A sudden patch of black ice hits the, the tires, and you... Your Wisconsin instincts that have been dulled by months in the big city don't take over, and you guys kind of—well, y- you guys basically crash into a small snowbank. The car's okay, but and like no one's hurt, but you're th- there. There is some enough damage that you do have to get out of the car. Liv
2: slowly gets out of the car. Goes to check to see how bad his car is dinged up.
0: Uh, since you're outside, could you, could you give me a uh, perception and alertness roll, please? Uh, difficulty six. Boy, man, oh boy! That's
2: not only not a success; that's a botch.
0: Shaken up from the the sudden jolt, you go to inspect the car. Uh, the hood appears to be damaged a little bit. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of finagling to get it uh, get it open to just double check. That everything's okay, and you are completely uh, enamored with this task. This is the only thing that's on your mind. Um, really quick, before things proceed to get out of hand, Cody, if you could make me a perception and alertness check at a difficulty of eight, since you are inside of the car.
1: Heard. So, because I know how this is gonna, this is going, I'm gonna go ahead and use my excellence and uh, double my dice pool
0: double your dice pool for for the alertness.
1: Yeah. Oh, now now it wants to roll okay.
3: Damn.
1: That's really good.
0: Okay, eight successes. Um so Cody, one of the other reasons that uh that that you kn- that this was so hard for you besides being inside of the car is is that the radio has started up again despite the car being turned off. Um and it is blasting Eurobeat directly into your ear, but somehow, some way you hear a sound outside in this now snowstorm that's going on that Liv seems completely oblivious to. Um, and this sound uh, it comes from something that is definitely definitely much, much bigger than the both of you.
1: Hey, uh, Uh, Liv?
2: When he says
1: that he's gonna
2: step out of the car. I'm assuming I don't hear him because I'm distracted with mechanics that I know nothing about? (laughs) Yep. Excellent.
3: You know, I know a mage mechanic who can help you out.
1: Liv, buddy. I'm gonna walk up and literally shake Liv on the shoulder to try to get his attention. I suppose
0: I can't ignore that. When you step outside before you can get to him, you see... This thing, this uh, green scaly skin thing with spikes along its uh with spikes along its uh, its entire spine ridge, horns and two extraordinarily large and a little bit goofy looking uh, fangs, uh, canines, claws. And oh yeah, it's also um this one happens to be about the size of a small building.
4: How the fuck does Liv miss something like that? His head is hasn't,
0: in a car. Has, hasn't had his coffee today.
1: I'm going to look it up and down and in first age go, I don't suppose you speak first age, do you? I take that as a no. Welp. going to lean
0: Um on. It uh it stares down at you all with a concerned expression as it stares at the the, the car there. Uh, at this point, obviously, Liv can turn around and notice that this thing is here. It's kind of hard not to hear it with it growling uh, every couple of se- every couple of minutes. But it it looks at you all hesitantly, waiting to see if you're going to fight it or if you're going to try and do something else.
1: I'm gonna lean back on my uh, elbows with my elbows on the roof of the car and just wait for it to make a move. While talking quietly to Liv, uh,
2: so what do you know about these things, Bud? Brendan, have I heard of the Rhineland ho- uh, hodag?
0: <laughs> yes, you have wor- heard of the Rhinelander hodag. You know, you notice it. I- if it hadn't been for the car being so distracting to you, you would have noticed it anywhere because it smells distinctly of pine. Do
3: you know how they're uh, born? It's actually kind of neat.
0: No, I do not I don't know how a hodag is born. Please inform us.
3: Um so they're born from the ashes of I think it's a cremated ox or a bull or something like that. I can't quite remember exactly, but they're born from the ashes of some kind of like big creature. Uh and it's basically if I remember correctly, it's something to do with like animal abuse. Like it's like a, a an amalgamation of like all the abuse animals have suffered at, like, people's hands or something like that.
0: And you would have known, as a native of Wisconsin. Well,
2: you know, I never would have figured. It doesn't seem aggressive towards us.
0: It has the look of a cornered beast.
2: Let's just back up a little
0: Marcy, you see James Bond disappear in, into the into the woods. You guys walk about. Uh, you guys walk down down the path for about five minutes, and then a burly lumberjack-looking fellow uh, comes out wearing all flannel and having a uh, an axe over his shoulder. Cass, you you see the same man except he has a stick. Yeah, or you see like James Bond he except, except he has a stick.
3: I like that he doesn't even have a real axe; it's just a stick. Uh, I assume
0: you're Hogan. Yes. Yes, ma'am. That's me. I'm Hogan. I'm the local uh, point of contact with the, with the Guru tribe of, of New Jersey. Are you the ladies who have come to parlay with the uh, with the pack elders? Yes. Well, anyway, uh, just follow me, and we'll I'll introduce you. And he leads forward with a swagger that Marcy can see, and that. Cass' knows is just really just kind of goofy.
3: Cass is going to just roll her eyes a little bit and smirk and keep going.
0: So after about, uh, about an hour's worth of walking uh, off the trail, no less, um, you guys do come to a small campsite. Uh, think like the camps at uh, at LARP. Uh, there's a couple of small buildings, long houses, that kind of thing set up. They have a lot of the, uh, the amenities of normal life minus really any radio signal or uh, internet, so to speak. They're very much living off the grid and have like natural gas canisters everywhere for heat and all that kind of stuff. You can see that the campsite is fairly full of people uh, at a quick glance around, you can see at least 30 people, and most of them look like uh, like there might be like, I don't know, like five or six actual families here.
3: Is that the exact number? Because I have lightning calculator, so I'm, I'm good with numbers.
0: That you can see, yes. You can estimate with lightning calculator that this campsite could hold upwards of 60 people comfortably. It takes you guys a moment, but eventually, uh, he sits, uh, Hogan sits you all down on one side of a bonfire that, ha- or a bonfire pit that has not, uh, started yet. Across from you is sitting an elderly man who looks to be of some kind of Mediterranean descent. Um, it's a little hard to place exactly where he's from, uh but probably definitely around that, uh, like maybe maybe Italy, but also maybe like uh, the, the lower end of the or like the top end of like the African continent near near like the sea or something like that. He definitely has that uh, that, that darkened olive skin tone that's pretty common in that area. Uh, he looks and he says something. Do any of you guys speak other languages or have charms that let you understand other languages?
3: I don't think
4: so. Let me double check.
0: No. Nope. Okay. Uh, so in that case then, when you guys do not respond after about 30 seconds, he looks over to Hogan and motions him close and then Hogan nods and goes, alright, well, hmm. Tribalder says that he that I'm going to be translating, so I'm going to try and get the nuances of what he says right.
3: Okay, that sounds good to me.
0: uh, Hogan takes a deep sigh um, and sits down with the man, and the man begins speaking in a flowing and honestly fairly pretty language that you guys just straight up don't know. Um, He is, uh, specifically, uh, he is, uh, for for out-of-character reference, he is speaking Greek.
3: Yeah, no, that would not have been on my list of uh, language choices, even if I got to choose languages, I'll be honest. (laughs) Yeah,
4: same here
0: after a little bit uh hogan uh starts translating you've come seeking the aid of the of the garu nation uh mr hogan here says that you are very adept at fighting monsters we appreciate that we too fight the monsters of the world what would you ask of us and Mm. At what at what price are you willing to pay for our services?
3: So I'm going to start off with laying out what I know about Zamisi and just being outright about that situation existing so that James Bond can relate that. Like I'm telling him the name of it, like what it is, uh, what we've learned it's been doing, when it's supposed to be, you know, qu- more or less erupting and causing its havoc trying to make him aware and understand that this is a big thing and basically kind of how I've been telling other people this is what's happening, this is what it took to kill something similar to it and this is a real issue for people.
0: Uh, It takes a while for him to translate that. Uh, You can tell that Uh, Hogan is having a little bit of issue translating uh, some of the words, but eventually he does uh, finish and it takes the tribe elder a moment to think on it. If you guys could make me another uh, perception and alertness roll, as it begins to open its mouth to growl again.
1: Wait a second. Can I roll a charisma and
2: animal? That's candy?
0: better. That's four successes, not negative one. Did you say a charisma and animal kin? I mean, I'm down. Da- I, I I'm I'm down for whatever you're gonna do, Cody. But I want to see the perception rolls first.
1: Yeah, and it's perception and awareness.
0: Alertness alertness
1: it has a
3: family Alert. it's protecting its family guys clearly there's more of them
4: no there's just something stuck in its tooth and it really needs help getting it out that would make sense
2: that would be so precious I hope that's oh. a word.
0: okay so with uh with all, actually since both of you got the same amount of successes you both notice it as it opens its mouth to growl at, at you all again menacingly and this thing has a large fucking mouth like I said it's the size of a small building you faintly hear the sound of the the distinct sound of a car horn coming from inside of the creature,
1: as if it ate a Honda Civic.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: All right. So, uh, wanna slowly approach it, like like you? would a big dog! With my uh hand out, non-confrontationally, slowly letting it get a good whiff of me, and go to pet the big fella. Okay. There, there. Easy does it. We're not here to hurt you. We just want to get out of your way. You doing all right?
0: Um, make me that charisma in animal handling. Or animal kin. Okay, three successes. It looks to you confused, not understanding why that you're not running away from it. takes a moment to sniff your hand, and then it rears up and pats where its stomach should be, if it had normal biology, and it looks like it makes a motion as if it's in pain.
1: I don't
2: suppose I could hire like a Honda Civic out of a hodag, could I?
0: You know, or maybe
2: make a medicine roll for a hodag. Uh,
0: I mean, I'm 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 down to clown, which you guys want to do?
2: I, I think the medicine roll from Liv would
1: probably be safer than uh. Me putting its stomach in a clench and accidentally, you know,
2: I'm licking it in half. Uh, I'm gonna slowly, like, walk up to the thing with my hands up, like, not aggressively, and see what it does.
0: It 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 stares at you, but it it definitely doesn't seem as you're both terrifying in your own right. But Lenny's the person who would punch that thing into like the next continent. That's true. It it allows you to approach.
2: I'm the predator of the prey that is hiding. Alright, and I guess I slowly uh, see if I can do some medicine to see why his little tummy is upset.
0: Um, okay, go ahead and roll it.
2: Will my medicine roll be cursed again? Nope. No, it won't.
0: Alright, so with six successes as that you go up and feel around the thing, you can feel a distinct obstruction that definitely feels like four tires and a Entire drivetrain shaft. And maybe the rest of a car.
3: It has a tummy ache.
0: Lenny, he has a
2: car in his stomach.
1: You don't by chance have any
2: emergency tow cable on the back of a Pinto, do you, Liv? No. Um, hmm.
1: What kind of midwesterner are you?
2: A midwesterner with a Pinto. Uh, I'm trying to get the best way to do this.
1: So, based on its anatomy...
2: Alright, Cody, bear with me here. This is gonna be kinda stupid, but I think it'll work. I'm gonna go... we need to pull that car out of him. So, um, Brendan, okay, big dumb time. I can't, like, surgically evacuate a car out of this thing, but a car can exist undestroyed in its stomach without being, like, tampered with. So, theoretically, if if I, like, reach down its throat and grab the car, then it could pull me and the car out, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, sure.
2: I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. Me too.
1: Let's do that. Oh, man. Okay.
2: I've
1: got, I've got another idea. You know who's got a ghost dog that Liv can touch? We
2: can add one to the daisy chain. Oh, yeah. That's true. I, I don't know. Simple Man Freebird might scare him. Yeah. You probably right.
0: Okay, so... um 1st I'm going to need you guys to make me an animal ha- uh, not well yeah basically an animal handling role uh, that charisma and animal kin again because this is going beyond uh, this is going beyond Thunderdome like this is not just hey you, I've got a tummy ache you're allowed to touch me this is we're gonna crawl inside of your mouth big guy one Ooh. success uh, uh, uh. do we both need the roll do you have uh, so I will let you roll if you want, but I will say this. Whatever you roll is going to either add or take away from the single success that Lenny already has.
2: What is Animal Kin based off of?
0: Uh, in this case, it's Charisma. How
2: many dice did you roll, Cody? Six. I only roll four. If we're succeeding right now, then I'll just leave it be.
0: You guys uh, do technically have a success, but it is like a success like in in name alone. <laughs>
2: It's like a fail Ford success. You know what? I'll spend a willpower and then roll it. So it's at least two.
0: Okay. Aha, three. Oh, okay. So that puts, uh, that actually puts you guys up to four total successes. What this will allow you guys to do is y'all are going to get, uh, so what is, what is the plan exactly? It's going to be to have Liv go, go in simple man, Freebird or Liv go in and then Lenny pull him and the car out. Is that what I was hearing?
2: Yep. That, the, yeah, that's
0: about it. Uh, you you all do notice this at this point that the uh the, the man is what looks like not blind, but he definitely has like cataracts on the eyes. He's definitely uh, he's definitely what you would think of when you think of an old man. But despite that, he has the build of someone who looks like that they have ha- that they have and are still capable of uh, heavy manual labor. Finally, he begins speaking again in Greek and Hogan begins translating you have a lot of knowledge about the night society and the people of the worm the tainted ones the leeches either you're a plant from them to try and infiltrate our cairn and steal our knowledge or you're just that good at your job given the current situations with the red star hanging in the sky and coming ever closer I will choose to put my trust in hope and it being the second that you all are extraordinarily talented.
3: Information is where my expertise is that in some combat
0: You have come and explained the situation Uh, there is a great beast that will be needed to be taken out the Garu Nation would love to take part in this Way in, in this combat, it is our way of life to combat the worm at every instance.
3: When, when I'm talking, I kind of look back, or when Cass is talking, she looks back and forth between James and the gentleman, uh, basically, so it's not trying to, not trying to, try not to be rude. She's going to look and say, uh, in case we have not been introduced by, by Hogan here, my name is uh, Cassandra may I have a name to call you by
0: he thinks about it for a moment speaks something in Greek and then Hogan uh, translates I will uh, so Hogan begins to speak again the uh, he says his name and then Hogan thinks about it and you can see he's kind of hesitant about saying it Um, but finally he 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 replies and uh, it's with more words than this man just said And he says, um, I've been, uh, allow me to interject a little bit. I've been with these people for, uh, a couple months now. And if I'm going to be honest, sometimes they, uh, sometimes they, they, they place a little bit more, uh, place a little bit more, uh, weight on names and things like that. So sometimes they go by titles, the, tribal elder here has inherited an ancient title from his uh, time in battle. Uh, Something that was passed down, uh, he said, directly from the uh, goddess of the moon herself. The tribal elder is known in combat as Surging Claws of Victory.
3: Brendan,
4: why are you like this?
0: Why am I not like this?
3: Did you say Jaw or claws?
0: I said claws.
3: Okay, I wanted to make sure that there was a difference. God damn it.
4: <laughs> Welcome to my world, Britt.
0: Listen, it, at least... I'm
4: finally a- understanding all the references.
0: <laughs> at least I'm not just making Jojo references at you all anymore.
4: You
3: know, it's not quite Sergei, uh, because it's not jaw.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, so continuing on with the conversation.
3: Okay, Serging claws of victory... A little long, but... I'll try to remember all that. Um, So, we would greatly appreciate anything... You can offer. Anything your people can offer. To whatever means you feel comfortable offering. To help us combat this. Um, Whoever wants to actually be in battle. Or if you have any... Knowledge about how to deal with something like this. There is another matter that I wanted to discuss with you. So, we... As I said, we're trying to gather allies, trying to gather anybody who would try to combat this. There is a chance we may be able to speak to these uh, knight folks, the, the leeches as you call them. I assume you would not want to work with them even under these dire circumstances. Is that
0: correct? Hogan does not need to translate this as uh, the man basically screams no.
3: That's what I figured.
0: And uh, the entire tribe that was at one point just kind of milling about now has all of their attention. Okay, so with four successes, what that this will allow you guys to do is to get four rolls to meet a certain number of successes before this thing is going to get upset with you. Okay, dope. So the rolls that you two will be making, and it, when I say four rolls, I mean four rolls a piece, not four rolls, uh, like like split between y'all. So basically, what's going to happen is you guys are going to go in there. Uh, you're going to grab onto the car, and then I guess that Leonard's going to start pulling live and the car and getting y'all out of there. The roles that both of you are going to be making are going to be strength and athletics.
2: Okay.
0: Is there are any charms that you'd like to use? Now is the time.
1: Is now the time to say those? Just let me know well. if I start taking Words.
0: damage. Oh, I will.
1: One will or in one essence.
0: It very well might be, bud.
1: Yeah, I'm going to excellence it. Okay, bud. Um, So we're going to get this thing out of you, but we need you to open wide and not bite Liv. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. I say petting the side of the hodag.
0: The hodag seems to understand on some sort of level that you are here to help it. And it lays down and opens its mouth for Liv to walk into the cavernous jaw.
2: Well, this isn't how I expected to spend my time visiting home, but do no harm and all that. And I climb inside the Hodag's mouth.
0: You go into the Hodag's mouth and it takes you a little bit uh, as you squirm at, well not squirm, but as you walk down the pulsating meat tunnel that was that is its throat, the walls of flesh uh, undulating beneath you as... Uh, this thing uh, suppresses its own internal gag reflex, and you move down, and finally a light shines from in s- from the very top crevice of its stomach, where you can see three very familiar forms sitting in a Honda Civic.
1: Oh, wait, Liv, I've got an idea. I'm coming in after you, bud.
2: Lenny, no, I need you to pull me out. <laughs> but, but, Bud. Nothing I can say will stop you from doing this, will it?
1: I can use my Heaven Thunder hammer technique.
0: Oh, well, you're going to punch the car out.
1: I'm going to punch the car out of him.
0: No! I <laughs> no. will let you know that a car moving at that velocity will cause some damage to the hodag.
1: No, he's such a good boy. We'll try out the harmless way first.
0: Alright, so uh, as you guys get there, you can, see, uh, you can see the driver. So you see Stargazer look to you guys, and wave as Roko and, uh, and Jotun see you all, and, uh, they all get rather excited to to see their friends from the heist. It's hard to hear them, but they are definitely there, and they are still alive. And that's what's important sometimes.
1: Wait a minute. This car is an extra-dimensional space inside of an extra-dimensional stomach. We're all gonna implode. You stop that.
0: Only if you open up the car.
1: Open the trunk.
0: No, don't do that.
1: We're gonna ride this some bitch down into the subway of New York City and then open the trunk. No.
2: <laughs> Alright, Liv, you ready to start pulling? Liv like grabs the like wraps his hands around like the front axle. As I'll ever
0: be. Alright, guys, start making me rolls. Pretty good. So he is seven. Uh, the first total is uh thirteen. So that's good, I guess. Uh yeah. It's it's tough going, uh, trying to get your footing, but you guys are making it uh, slow, uh, slow and steady. Uh, if you guys could give me another set of rolls. Uh, that was a good one. Only one. Alright, so that makes a total of 14 then, so... Six more. Okay, totals at 20. You guys have passed the halfway point. Uh, you guys can uh, smell its piney breath. As it breathes in and out, and uh, you are beginning to actually start clogging up its throat, it is starting to have a little bit of trouble breathing, and it might get antsy in a little bit. Please give me one more set of ro- Well, two more. Yeah, uh, a set of rolls from each of you. Bird. Hopefully y'all can get it out this time.
2: Two successes for me. Eight for me.
0: Ooh, cutting it close. Okay, um, so you guys are currently in the mouth and can see... The outside world, but you're not there yet. Make this last one good, guys. What do we need? Um, I am actually keeping that number hidden for dramatic purposes.
1: Time to watch with the dice.
0: I will let you know that you guys are very close right now.
2: Two successes for me. Thirteen more for
0: me. Yeah, Cody rolled really well. Then. Okay, so with the last uh, kind of knowing that this thing's uh, patience is at its end, with the last shrug of your of your strength as you're moving this car, you get it out past the jaw and the uh, the car onto the ground. As the both of you have managed to pull this thing out entirely without it snapping down on you. To uh, to pull back the curtain here, uh, I needed you guys to get uh, thirty one successes total. You guys were literally at 30 on uh, the the last uh, on the third roll.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> Excellence is excellent.
4: Marcy's going to lean over to Cass and just, uh, whisper quietly and just say, uh, th- this is, this is awkward now.
3: I, I'm not even going to whisper back, uh, it's something i rather ask, I assumed, but i rather bring it up to you and make sure that your feelings are known on the situation than not.
0: Hogan translates and eventually, uh, he begins to respond again. It has been many times since our people have tried to work with the leeches in times of dire need, but we've been burned many times. We will not be burned again by their foul treachery.
3: That's entirely fair. Once burned, twice shy. So we will, if we are able to establish a meeting with them, we will just gather information on how to defeat this. We will not have them involved in fighting this entity
0: then uh which day do you plan do you plan on needing the help of the tribe
3: there is a chance and i have already given him the day that this thing is supposed to i'm just gonna keep going with the rough since that's the word i've been using trigger whatever word works um we are looking to maybe attack it ahead of time would i be able to get in contact with you via hogan or is there a better way to reach you
0: Hogan is a fine man, and he will be able to—he uh, will be able to relay any message. Let us know when the time for combat is, and we shall descend upon this creature like a wave of piranhas.
3: Now, would it be just your um, group, pack? I'm unsure of the, the correct term. Uh, would it be all of you here, or would you happen to have any allies who are? adept at taking down these leeches, especially one of this caliber.
0: There are nearby Garu seps that we keep in contact with. We're not on the best of terms, but we can certainly send word that a great battle will be coming. And if they can send uh, their strongest or those who wish to have glory and honor, then they should meet on that day.
3: And as I said, this is not a small undertaking. My group and I will likely be at the forefront of this. It's not just my friend here. We have uh, some others that are aiding us, but we will keep the leeches out of it.
0: The tribe elder closes his eyes for a moment and you can see that he is conversing in a language that um, is more guttural feeling than anything. Uh, It's, it's something akin to how that you all sound when they, you are on the spirit world. Okay. There's, there's a kind of uh, interesting uh, tonal shift to his voice. Like uh, some words tend to echo, some are a little bit weirder. Um, but essentially, you can tell that he is in some way uh, parting the veil. Uh, between worlds, um, you can tell that there's some definite, uh, not magic going on here, but there's, some, you know, for lack of a better word, magic.
3: Yeah, that fun guru spirit BS that we get to do.
0: We will be there, uh, words, uh, magpie spirits have been sent to the local seps. Mayhaps our warlike brethren out in, uh. Out in the northeast will follow, and mayhaps those from the southern can come, though I doubt that any, that our magpies will reach further.
3: Anybody would be helpful at this, right? Anybody, as long as they are aware of the risks. I don't want them rushing in. It, it's going to be difficult,
0: yes, and they need you, to be aware I, of that. You say that you're going to go and meet with the leeches, then?
3: Hopefully just to gather some information, if they're all connected of sorts. Maybe they might know some weaknesses or something about this particular one.
0: It is, which leeches do you seek? I am aware of some of their brood. Uh,
3: I believe... Hold on. Um... I believe it was the camarella.
0: Ah, yes. The ones that sit in their ivory towers and look down upon the rest of the world. Like kings right. of old. They are much to their chagrin not fighters like their cousins, the... or the, the anarchists. And they are also most certainly not the blood frenzy whipped ones.
3: So, hopefully they could just give us some knowledge that would be useful. Maybe Perhaps they'll know how to take can. this out. This thing is a threat to them too. If they're not... If, if having you all involved means we cannot have them involved. I would much rather have you all involved as I can trust you to be honorable and um, for this worthy cause.
0: Okay, so what I'm going to ask to finish this out uh, so that we can see just how, I guess, successful and everything that this was, I'm going to ask for a charisma socialize from both of you. Um, Charisma and empathy? Do you have points in empathy? I do. <laughs> is is that your good? Is that your good social stat? That's not subterfuge. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> okay. Good's one way to put it.
0: I'll I'll, I'll I'll accept a charisma and empathy from you.
3: Is there anything I could do to buff, uh, this?
0: Well, there are excellencies that you could have picked up at some point.
3: Uh, not for any of this My excellencies uh, would have had been pinpoint precise for this Because nothing I have is uh, for my classes related to this Mine is a uh, subterfuge Is mine
0: Right I mean since we did all the role play, I'm technically counting it as a stunt So like I'm not increasing the difficulty Despite the fact that you literally have to have a translator to do it
3: I mean he understood me pretty damn well When I mentioned leeches and working together with them What was the difficulty? Six? Six yeah Four successes on three dice. Holy shit! To note, I have two in charisma and one in empathy. That's it.
1: Better than Liv trying to drive. I
3: mean, I have a dot in drive and then uh, five dots in dex, so that would have been six dice for me. Yeah. How many, how many did you guys have for driving?
1: Well, if I was driving, I would have had all. We got two in drive and three in dex, so I would have had five. But Liv had one. Well, oh, have a car then. One of the Pinto. I'm sure my dad's got a Ferrari we could have stolen.
4: Empathy, expression, intimidation, leadership, and performance are all um, my cast-like specialties.
3: What's the highest one? Not intimidation. We're not trying to intimidate
4: them. Empathy, expression are both at two dots. Pick one of those. I did empathy and uh, charisma. Okay, so And
0: then you can also, uh, if you wanted to, if you have the excellency for it, you can also uh, excellency it to either double it or with an essence and a willpower, or uh, just add three dice with a single essence.
4: I do have an excellency. Because
3: if you think about it, um, we're not going to the party the same
4: day, so you'll get your stuff back. Yeah, yep, did we get exactly. our stuff back from the uh, Peter thing?
0: Yes, you did. Perfect.
4: I will spend one essence to add three, right? Or no, is that the double?
0: Uh one essence adds three. An essence and a willpower doubles it.
4: Alright, so I add one essence to add three. I don't know how soldiers uh, work in this system. I'm gonna do Expression since she did
0: empathy. Sounds good. Has four successes.
4: Hey, you tied me on three
3: times the dice! <laughs>
0: Sometimes it happens. Okay. So with a total of eight successes between the both of you, and since you role played that whole through that whole thing, I basically, you know, you don't have the, uh, the difficulty wasn't upped basically was, was the stunt that that got because you guys did that. Um, there will be some pretty big shifts in, uh, the werewolves that show up during the, the final battle. Like, you guys might get some really, uh, really cool stuff that's gonna show up. Beak. So, uh, they let you out, um, and as you're leaving, uh, Hogan speaks with you on the on the walk back, and he just kinda goes, listen, uh, if you are gonna go and talk to the vampires, you're gonna wanna make sure to, in, uh, you know, everything. Uh, make sure to tell them to get out of New York when you do plan on doing it, cause, uh, I've dealt with some of this kind of stuff before, and I'll be honest, uh, a vampire eating another vampire is actually worse than a vampire eating a human. They uh, they actually power themselves up.
3: So, basically, find some way, whether it's through threat of you're going to actually die, I don't care how powerful you are, this thing is more powerful than you, or scare, some other scare tactic to get them out.
0: Yeah, you know, you're going to need to do something to get them out if you don't... Uh, that thing's basically going to just have a fucking buffet of hoity-toity vampires.
3: I'm very curious that they know about it, because they're not doing a very good job if they don't know about it.
0: They tend to keep to their own social games. They don't really care a whole lot. Some, some of them know, but a lot of them are kept in the dark purposefully. You know, uh, not enough information given, and you can kind of manipulate people.
3: Alright, we'll I'll see what I can do.
0: Which, like, you would obviously know to be true after hanging around uh, fucking Peter for a little bit. He, like, barely understands what being a vampire is.
3: Yeah, compared to the other ones we've met.
0: He has a lot of wrong information.
3: Uh, hey. He's still dressed up as Hogan, right? Yep. He said, Hogan, do you know anybody... More? I'm saying this very quiet. Uh, I got a way to do this hogan do you know anybody who's more like uh, Marcy and i around here that we could hit up or that you could disperse this information to like any phone numbers or anything like that by random happenstance or should I talk to james about that
0: uh that's definitely more a james's thing I'll uh uh oh, you know what I think I see him over there I'll go get him I gotta go it's cut perfect. down I gotta go Thank cut you. down some trees oh I'm a lumberjack, lumberjack, and lumberjack And he walks behind a He walks behind a fucking tree And then uh, James Bond walks out From behind the other tree After there is The sound of Tamarcy Sounds like a high five And uh, yeah, you go get that tree, bud But to Cass, you know that this man Just clapped himself
4: Got it This is some cartoon bullshit
0: (laughs) Scenarios are some cartoon bullshit
4: Scenarios are weird It's true cartoon bullshit
0: thank you all so much for taking the time to enjoy our show if you liked what you heard give us a follow on your podcatcher of choice and leave a like comment or even review if you can any and all feedback is, as always, appreciated. If you like to see what we're doing, whether it's tabletop RPG ideas or live tweeting games as they're run, you can follow us on Twitter at a pair of dice lost. And if you had any questions, you could send them into a pair of dice lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this season is "Epic Blockbuster 2" by Raphael Crux, and other music in this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod, Raphael Crux, Alexander Nakrada. Komiku, and Brian Boyko. Thank you again for listening, and remember, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice.